Hello, listeners and viewers. This is Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discuss everything healthcare. We are live at the AM 1470 KBSN Studios in Moses Lake and streaming live on my personal Facebook page and the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy YouTube page. Today on on the air, we have Dr. Glenn Hoey, naturopathic physician out of Wenatchee, Washington. Open phone lines, 509-765-1470. Dr. Hoey, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, Dr. Hoey, do we have you? Well, it looks like we lost him. We will, we will try to get him reconnected. Um, in the meantime, we do have some questions for for um, from Facebook. So we have some questions that we we have from some Facebook viewers. So, Doctor Ho, are you there? Okay, so um, the first, let, let me let me give a little introduction to Doctor Ho. Um, I'm going to have him try to try to get connected with him um, when he calls back in. So, Dr. Hoey is a naturopathic physician, and for those of you that don't know what a naturopathic physician is, um, a naturopathic physician is a doctor that focuses um, on diet and lifestyle and um, more of a natural way of controlling our health and helping our health. So, he, he does specialize in hormone replacement therapy, so he's kind of an expert in that, and that's where he um, deals with most of his time. So naturopathic physicians go to a special um, school to get their doctorate degree in um, naturopathic medicine. Um, the nearest one that I know of is Bastyr University um, down in Oregon, and there's a lot that come out of that one. I'm, I'm sorry, in Seattle, and there's a lot that come out of that one. And they have um, special training in diet and nutrition type type issues. So um, we are working at getting Dr. Hoey back on the line right now. So um, the first question that we have from one of our Facebook viewers is um, DOMS, which um, DOMS is um, delayed onset muscle, muscle soreness. And what that is is there's some thought about why DOMS is caused is because of the eccentric eccentric movement of the muscle, and without getting too too technical about that, um, that's the the lengthening of the muscle. So that's what some think about. That's what causes delayed onset muscle soreness. So my thought about that though is is delayed onset muscle soreness. Um, I've talked to a few different people about it. One that was a professional bodybuilder that also discussed that there's so many other things that can cause muscle soreness, I don't think we can really attribute it to just to the eccentric um, contraction of the muscle. So I don't think necessarily stopping the concentric contraction of the muscle is necessarily going to stop muscle soreness. There's a lot of other things involved like diet and your previous workouts and the, and the best. So I think um, really the important thing is is to work out and to recover with special with, with um, proper diet. I think we have Dr. Hoey back on the phone. Absolutely. Do Dr. Hoey, welcome. You are on the air. <laughs> now, now I, did you did you hear my discussion about DOMS? I did not. I okay, did not okay. Um, so if you want to, um, I, I kind of went into DOMS uh, a little bit about the, the on, delayed onset muscle soreness, and what I was discussing about it was that 
it's thought that what really causes muscle soreness is the eccentric um, movement of the muscle. Um, But my thought is, I think there's a lot of other things that can contribute to muscle soreness than just that. So what are your thoughts? Okay. Well, from the bigger picture, when I'm looking at anything really with regard to the musculoskeletal system, uh, muscle soreness, uh, you know, whether it's prolonged, whether there's actual inflammation that's taking place where a person is not recovering from that, I'm going to be looking at the amount of work effort, especially if we're going to be talking about exercise-induced, you know, muscle soreness here or work-induced muscle soreness. Many people have very physical jobs. Then it's the ability of the body in total to repair from that wear and tear. So what is the nutritional situation there, the ability to get protein into the work site, so to speak? How, how, how good is the funding going? And that has to do with protein. That has to do with very important mineral uh, availability, magnesium, calcium, potassium, sodium. We have, we, have, we have bashed sodium so badly, and I know for me, uh, oftentimes my, my sodium levels, salt levels are, are low in the blood there, and I can spasm in a, in a heartbeat. So there are many things that we, we look at. Then, you know, you and I talk about, obviously, the, the facilitators, and that is the ability of uh, building hormones like DHEA and testosterone to be at the job site effectively enough so that we can facilitate the repair process there. So somewhere in that recipe Something is not up to speed, and it could be all of those systems failing, you know. So muscle soreness, if you want to look at, like, the bigger picture of overtraining or something, it's simply a relative situation with not able to repair effectively either not enough raw materials at the job site, not enough hormone facilitation, maybe not even enough gastrointestinal digestion absorption situation working as effectively there. So that's that's how my mind works. If someone is going to come to me and talk to me about these kinds of things here, that's what I'm going to be looking at. Uh, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you gave us the details of that. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think there's just so much more to the picture than, you know, if you, if you actually look it up and do some research on the actual, you know, DOMS, um, delayed onset muscle soreness, they talk a lot about the eccentric movement. And if you, if you stop doing the eccentric movement, you will stop that. And I just don't know if that's the case. I just really don't believe that. I think there's so many other factors going on. Well, if you stop the eccentric movement, then essentially you can see that you're not wanting to do as, have as much muscle tension. If you're, if you're exercising, I mean, you know, and there's, there's a million ways to do this, but, you know, really good trainers will tell you that the eccentric, the eccentric part of a movement in an exercise is one of the things that develops the most tension in the muscle. That's fine. If you're having soreness, soreness is probably some lactic acid, obviously, that's going to be there. And if you're, if you're going to grow, then you're going to have some level of lactic acid at the scene. That's, that's just natural. The process, though, and this is where, again, where electrolytes are so important because electrolytes like sodium, potassium, those are the things that move that waste product out of the muscle cells. If you don't have effective movement there, then oftentimes you can be looking at borderline levels of your electrolytes, sodium, potassium, all down at the bottom of the reference range, and they're kind of hidden because 
from the conventional viewpoint, they're normal because, you know, from whatever to whatever, they're really low, but they're, they're still in the normal reference range. So we don't look at the recipe as effectively as we should be and saying, wait a minute, you need to get more salt in your diet. I mean, you need to, you need to have more electrical facilitation. Sodium, um, it's an, ex, it's an extra cellular mover and shaker. That's where you find the majority of the concentration is in the extracellular fluids. So that's where it's important for moving things in and out of the, you know, away from the cells. Right. Potassium right. is more intracellular. So you, you want to make certain that things are at what we call optimal levels there. I mean, normal levels doesn't, doesn't always imply that people are at their optimum best. They just means that, well, statistically speaking, you're like a lot of people. And if you have this, you know, this recipe for DOMS, for this delayed onset muscle soreness, then oftentimes, there, like I said, there's a, there's a failure of something or just simply maybe not a failure, but there's a, a lack of optimum clearance on that. Right. Okay. Yeah, thank, thank you for discussing that. So now that we have you on the line, tell us a little bit about your background and what a naturopathic physician is. Okay. Uh, I am, as Sean said, I'm a naturopathic physician. I've been, I graduated in 1982 from Bastyr University in Seattle, Washington. I was uh, honored enough to be the first graduating class from Bastyr University, uh, which I'm pleased to know as I was part of that. Uh, naturopathic physicians look at health a little bit differently. If we, if we take Dom's for example, the medical approach would simply be, okay, well, we'll give you a muscle relaxant. Or we'll give you something that's really more specifically designed to meet the symptoms of whatever's going on. The naturopathic physician's role is to find the cause. That is what we're looking at and try to think holistically enough to put all the pieces of, of the puzzle together, to connect the dots. That's what I tell people over and over again when they come to see me. It's like, we are going to look at a recipe, and that recipe oftentimes is, entails looking at your blood test, the, the conventional blood test, but the hormonal blood test, all these things that we are going to look at to create your blueprint for how you are operating biochemically. So that is a major, major part of what we are designing to do. We're trying to prevent things. We're trying to teach people how to live more effectively. Getting back to sodium, for example, like what? We bash salt. We've been bashing salt for decades because we think it's connected to high blood pressure. Well, not, and you would know as a pharmacist more than anybody else how that information got, you know, started and how Really, is it that, that effective? It would not really, but it sells a lot of drugs that are designed to do certain things. And from a naturopathic perspective, we're going, really? We're going to villainize salt here? That doesn't make sense because it's important for a lot of things. So that's how a naturopath thinks. A naturopath is looking at finding the true cause of things, then trying to treat at that level in as user-friendly a manner as possible that really gets to the true causative nature of something, and then you fix stuff. And I mean, that's our that's our go-to motto here in our offices. Hey, thanks for coming here. We're going to fix you. We're going to fix this. We're not going to patch this. We're not going to band-aid this. We are going to get to the root cause of this, and we're going to fix it. That's that's wonderful. So, um, another another question, kind of piggybacking off of that, is. So you talk about hormones. You you mentioned a little bit about hormones already, um, and you talked about nutrition. So on the nutrition side, we have a question from a Facebook viewer: um, MTHFR deficiency and recovery after huh? surgery. Can you explain that? Okay. So MTHFR, if they're if they're homocysteine positive, 
that creates a very unique situation for them biochemically. Their body has been set up, I, I call it, you're a counterclockwise person in a clockwise world. So metabolically, there's certain nutrients and such, especially many of the B vitamins that have to be processed an additional step in order for the MTHR, MTHFR person to be able to use them effectively because many of the common nutrients are not set up that way. And when people try to use them, they don't get effective use of them. And as a matter of fact, oftentimes they get symptoms. They get side effects from it. So when we're trying to repair something post-surgery, uh, the things we're considering here, remember, it's all job sites. It's all funding. I, I like to use these very right. simple analogies so people get it. Not a lot of high pollutant doctor language so to lose them. It's just, this is a job site now. When you had surgery, now you have an additional burden of repair going on here. So the funding project goes above and beyond what you are normally doing on a daily basis. So that's going to start first and foremost in my mind with the macronutrients. What does that mean? That's protein because protein is one of the major builders and repairers for connective tissue. Then we have healthy fats natural anti-inflammatory types of fats there that will be facilitating hormonal balance there. If we can make hormones more effectively through the diet, well, let's do that. Let's, let's see what we can do under those circumstances there. And many healthy fats, like things that are high in omega-3s, are naturally anti-inflammatory. They're naturally anticoagulants. So they have tremendous benefit in the human body. For, for those reasons there. But we need more above and beyond when you had an injury. The MTHFR person has a little bit more of a biochemical challenge than as we look at things like the B vitamins, for example. Well, the B vitamins are like the nails and the screws that go into the wood to help build the wall. I mean, the, the wood may be fine, the proteins and whatnot. It's the challenge sometimes with these micronutrients that get a little bit more challenging than to digest and absorb. So they're going to need to have more specific MTHFR friendly nutrients there to facilitate that. And that's so in the B vitamin world, those are methylated B, B vitamins there. And I'm sure you, I know you guys carry that. And that's one reason why we, we talk about those all the time. It's like you have to have more of a methylated version. This is an additional step beyond just simply your standard B complex which for those people, but that's not going to work. As a matter of fact, oftentimes it makes them feel sicker. So that, that's a big factor right there. They're going to repair post-operatively there. We uh, incorporate the hyperbaric oxygen chamber as an adjunct then to our diet and hormonal uh, approach because hyperbaric oxygen creates a 95% oxygen you know, distribution in the blood at four atmospheres there, so we're enhancing dramatically the body's ability to repair this tissue uh, over just simply 20% ambient oxygen and normal pressure. So we're doing everything we can here to improve that situation for those people there. But the MTHFR people do have a bit of a, a curveball that they have to learn how to hit. Great. Thank you for that. And um, hold that thought because we have to go to our first commercial break. You're on the air with Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Okay. Welcome back, listeners and viewers, to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. We have on the air with us today Dr. Glenn Hoey, naturopathic physician. 
We were discussing um, nutrient deficiencies earlier. Um, let's go into uh, hormones. So we do have a question from a Facebook viewer, um, Dr. Hoey, about bariatric surgery and hormones. What What is your experience with that? What are your thoughts about that? Is it, do they have to be treated any different? Well, no. I, you know, probably there's even more of a concern in bariatric surgery there because um, what's interesting about bariatric surgery, then, and you and I, you and I have talked about this a number of times, is whether or not oral types of hormones would be still effective if we dramatically change the gastrointestinal absorption factor. And we have many who that just can't. We they're not able to use an oral. Uh, preparation there, oral progesterone, uh, oral testosterone, that type of thing. Uh, and so we have to go around it either with a rapid dissolve tablet or a cream, which is not my favorite because I don't, there's, there's certain things so far in the research about creams that still don't provide the best, you know, overall uh, benefits. But you, but you know what it is is what it is. I mean, you have to do what you do because if you're giving something uh, to for them to absorb orally, and they 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 have a much shorter digestive system now. That's just simply not going to be effective. But hormones, if, if, if you're doing bariatric surgery, then obviously we're we're looking at probably major issues of metabolism. And these are people who are usually very very large and very overweight. So, and, I, and my heart just goes out for so many people that you know really were probably underdiagnosed. You and I would you know probably go this underdiagnosed for hypothyroidism, undertreated for it, and are never treated. You know, and so desperate times call for desperate measures. So people go into this. You know, they go into this situation here and I said, okay, we still want to be able to do this and we want to be able to do this effectively. So how can we look at the hormone picture here and optimize it to the, to the best for this person here? And so we're constantly doing labs. That's our, that's our major, major, um, barometer then of measurement are the labs. And then we watch and then it's, it's just like everything else. I call it salt to taste. We are going to dose this until we, A, get a subjective response. Hey, I'm feeling better. Yay. Okay. And then objectively, they're, hey, I'm losing weight. I'm doing this. I'm stronger. Uh, like you mentioned there, I'm going to the gym now. I don't have the muscle soreness. That's that's a classic testosterone thing when we were talking before this. Like guys coming in here is like, man, I can't recover. It takes me three or four days to recover. I'm going, yeah. Well, testosterone is an anabolic hormone. DHEA is an anabolic hormone. If you are not getting those hormones to the job site, they're your contractors. If you have an old contractor at the job site, this job right. isn't going to get done all yeah. that well. So these are the things that we're looking at. And for bariatric surgery, once we alter the gastrointestinal system dramatically, then we have to re, you know, refigure how this is going to work for them optimally and either do like a rapid dissolve tablet for things and hopefully we could get a lot of absorption through the mucous membranes there. Uh, or, or maybe both. We have, might have to use a cream and an RDT in order to get those hormone levels optimized. Right. So, yeah, that's great. And and one of the things is is that there is absorption issues, and that's what's great about working with a compounding pharmacy. Um, you know, Janet and I, we, we have been compounding at Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy for over 20 years now, and what that means is we make up these special medications so um, for special patients, each individual patient. So that's what makes us different. Um, 
being an absorption issue, sometimes bariatric patients can absorb um, oral medications by swallowing it. Um, sometimes they just need a higher dose because they're not absorbing as much. And especially with, you know, sustained release or slow release formulations, they might have, you know, de delayed gastric because their gastrointestinal system is delayed somewhat, they might not absorb the whole thing um, without eliminating it first. So, um, dosing is, an, is it can be uh, that can be overcome by by a bigger dose. Or, like you say, when you say rapid dissolved tablet, let me just um, define that a little bit. That's a sublingual. Um, sublingual means below the tongue or in the side of the mouth, so it's absorbed in your mouth um, and goes directly in your bloodstream from the mouth without going in your gastrointestinal tract. So. That is a way to bypass that system, really. And um, creams, yes, Dr. Hoey, they are another way to do that, um, directly absorbed through your skin. There are a lot of creams that are absorbed great through the, through the skin. Um, progesterone, there's a lot of debate about that, and I could argue on both sides um, about oral progesterone versus cream progesterone, but that's what's great about... Uh, compounding pharmacy is that we have uh, multiple options so we can get what's right for the patient. And it's so nice that you have that. I mean, so many options there. When we do bring up the compounding pharmacy advantages here, it's like we can we can do we can change the dosage. We can do this. We can do that. I mean, there's there's a million ways that we can come about this. And you know, it's we can combine things. We can put estrogen and progesterone and testosterone together. Once we have a combination that's working here, we can just do one stop shopping, and we we can do it in a number of different ways here. So, you know, we really do appreciate all that you and Janet do for the the Valley here because it's such an incredible service here. I mean, so many things that are not available in a standard pharmacy that you have available to you and can customize the dosage and the, the route of administration. Well, we, we yeah, thank you. We appreciate working with doctors like yourself, and you know, we work with uh, special doctors like yourself all over the Pacific Northwest. It's because we, you know, we have a special service, and we we believe in helping patients, and that's one of the reasons we started compounding because we didn't, we weren't very fulfilled, and didn't think that we were helping a lot of patients when we were at, you know, when we were doing the regular pharmacy thing, just counting pills and billing insurance. So now we 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 change people's lives, and we and you get stories daily. We get stories daily about you know patients that have called us and and tell us how we've changed their lives, and it's very very rewarding. Oh my goodness, yeah. I mean, it's, to be part of this movement, I mean, how you want to define the term, uh, to be part of this every single day, uh, I tell people you, you just can't imagine the level of satisfaction that I have because I get to sit behind this desk and watch miracles happen. And because of the availability of the tools that you have, because without that, we don't have this. I mean, that's the thing. We've, I've watched guys come back to life on testosterone. I mean, I'm, I'm guys in their 70s, I mean, who just were existing in their mind. I mean, for 10, 15 years, who finally got in and got their numbers tested. You know, many of them were still, quote, unquote, normal in, in the bottom end of the reference range. I said, but that's not really what life is. And we put them on the testosterone cream. And literally, I see them back about six weeks, and it's so heartwarming. I mean, it, it just brings tears to your eyes. It's like, for them and for me, it's like, 
I can't tell you how much you have changed my life. I said, well, you, you got here. I mean, and I'm blessed that I have people that I know, like Sean and Janet, because we are here. This is part of a community that is involved in this. And we it's unfortunate we have to kind of, in a sense, fight the conventional mindset about these things because all of us have gone to the seminars here and the medical literature is overflowing with evidence in support of what we're doing. And it's just mind-boggling. It's like, how come these doctors don't know this stuff? It's like, well, I call it the White House tour. And then they get certain things in medical school, and then there are things they don't get in medical school, and there's a reason why. And it's in, it's designed to help them, you know, help pharmaceuticals kind of push their standard of care agenda. And this out here is not quite so important. And, and it's unfortunate because we see such dramatic improvement in the quality of life with hormone therapy. Um, it's, it's just incredible. It just is. Absolutely. And, and, you know, Dr. Howie, that's one of the reasons that we have a radio show is so we can get the word out. And, you know, we had a great response from our radio show. Um, you know, we have listeners and viewers from all over the nation now and, you know, all kinds of great comments. So thank you to doctors like yourself for fighting an uphill battle and, and helping patients to get better. I mean, a health and wellness model, we, we, we love that. Yeah. Well, it's my pleasure because every day I come, I am constantly enriched. I am constantly fortified by that. I mean, and, and it's it's the same thing for me. Like you know, I'm I'm I've got my own research project here. I'm working on this myself. So I mean, there's a lot of the things that we're, that we're doing here that we're doing ourselves. I mean, so it, it tells me like, okay, I can tell you this is this works really well because I have used this stuff over and over again. So you know. It, it, you you want to be on this? Believe me, you it'll change your life. And you know, and I've seen guys come in on the cream. Uh, we put them on the cream after we drew their blood. We saw them back two weeks later, and even, even then, they could tell. Like I can tell you that things are dramatically different in two weeks. It's like that's pretty exciting in two weeks' time. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, if um, for uh, you guys are listening and, and following on Facebook, look, look at my post from yesterday. Um, I have a twin brother, and um, we turned forty nine years old yesterday. And you know, we are we are loving and living life. And um, diet and lifestyle has a huge part of that. And believe me. I don't, of course, because I'm 49, I don't feel 49 is old anymore, but um, my life's just getting started. But like Dr. Hoey says, I mean, we have patients in their 70s that are living, living life um, to, to the fullest. And it's just, it's just amazing to see that. So in January, uh, back on the bariatric subject, subject, in January, we are having a bariatric specialist that's going to be on our radio show in the studio, actually. And we are going to discuss all kinds of dietary issues, hormone issues when it comes to that special population. She's a national renowned um, speaker and, and goes to national conventions, and I'm super excited to have her on. So, you know, stay tuned for that in January. Awesome. Um, you know, one thing that I did want to mention is that, you know, one of the things that with the bariatric surgery and getting your hormones balanced and all that is there's a lot of medications that can go away because of that. So, you know, blood pressure medications, um, high cholesterol medications, um, Dr. Hoey, help me out, um, you know, antidepressants. I mean, people, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, depression can be caused from a lack of hormones, right? Oh, absolutely. I tell people all the time, 
you have extremely powerful substances in your body that are naturally antidepressant. Um, thyroid is huge for people. Uh, for men, it's testosterone. And testosterone is a natural antidepressant. It probably gets uh, misidentified. Well, it's a roid rage, and you're going to get angry, and you're going to you're going to want to hurt people. Like, no, as a matter of fact, it's almost exactly the opposite. As you get your testosterone levels up, you feel stronger. You feel more confident. Uh, you you just feel better about your life. So more self assured. Um, I mean, it, it's just a wonderful inner strength that happens with that. For women, progesterone is life changing. I mean, it's. You know, it's so sad listening to some of these stories. You know, at times, there was a, well, another Kennedy person had died, you know, 22 years old with an overdose of alcohol and taking prescription antidepressants. And I'm thinking, I wonder if anybody checked her progesterone. That's a, that's a rhetorical question because no one did, right. you know, checked her progesterone levels for, you know, level of depression. And she overdosed and she's gone. You know, she makes evening news because she's a Kennedy, you know, family person there. And I think, but here's another college kid that basically, you know, ends up dead, you know, probably self-medicating, you know, feeling and never really addressing the underlying issue, seeing her provider who put her on the standard of care, the antidepressant, and obviously a very bad mix of alcohol and that, and she's gone. There well, go. right. And, you know, progesterone is a natural anti-anxiety medication. Absolutely. And, you know, when you talk to a lot of those patients, you know, sometimes we don't see them until later, you know, until later when they're dealing with issues with um, menopause or near menopause. Um, but you talk to them earlier in their life and they, they talk about having irregular cycles and they talked about, you know, all kinds of PMS issues and, you know, when they first started cycling. So they were probably lacking progesterone back in their 20s. Um, you know, some other symptoms would be, you know, have a difficult time getting pregnant or, or common miscarriages. I mean, those are all signs of lack of progesterone, and, the, and progesterone should be looked at. That's the first thing. If you have issues with your cycle, um, that's the first thing that should be addressed. Yeah. We've had some amazing fertility successes just on that. You know, people coming in, they spent tens of thousands of dollars, and they're, they're talking about it, and I said, well, did they ever check your progesterone level? And with all of that Whatever testing that they're supposedly doing, the answer was like, no. And they go, well, let's find out what's going on. And, and sure enough, the recipe is right there in front of us. And yeah. three, three to six months later, I you know, remember this one thing. It was wonderful. They got the phone calls like, Dr. Ho, we wanted you to be the first one to know. And, like, and now they've got like two kids later. And like, they're been three and four now. And it's just like, you know, it, it, every time I see them, it's just one of those you know, heartwarming success stories. Right. This and, works. Right. And it's so rewarding. It's simple and it's like right so simple. under everyone's nose. I call it, you know, hidden in plain sight type of thing. So simple, so, so rewarding. That, you know, right. so many people have to have to deal with it. Or postpartum depression is like, oh my gosh. I mean, these horror stories here are people that are like going to kill themselves practically. I mean, it's just so sad. So I mean, we have such wonderful, heartwarming stories. The story of a young man in his early 20s who's a few years now with our care, who mom brought him in here, and he had attempted suicide. I mean, but obviously unsuccessfully, thankfully. Yes. And we got him on thyroid, and we put him on uh, clomiphene there. And he was like, you know, and 
He lost 50 pounds, and he's a totally different young man now. Unbelievable. That is awesome. You know, all these stories will stay with you the rest of your days because you just know these things are out there, and you just keep wondering, how many more people are out there like that? Well, it's scary because there are probably thousands. There are thousands of women who are being undertreated with all these things with no progesterone and, and no thyroid and or, you know, in the reference range. I mean, all those things, too. We can go hours on the reference range. Oh, my goodness. Right. There's a difference between being optimal and, and normal, right? So that about wraps up our second segment. We are ready to go into a commercial break. You are with Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where we stream live every Monday here at AM 1470 KBS in Moses Lake. Welcome back to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where we stream live every Monday, 1 to 2 p.m. Open phone lines, 509-765-1470. Call in with your questions. We have on the line Dr. Glenn Hoey. We've been discussing hormones, nutrition, muscle soreness. Um, Another question for you, Dr. Hoey. Are you still with us? I'm here. Fire away. All right. So another question we have is hormones and aging. I I know that's probably something we can't really get over in like 14 minutes, but uh, that's a big topic. (laughs) But tell us us what you know about that. Well, um, it was funny when you were mentioning you and your twin brother there turning 49. So I've got like 16 years on you. I just turned 65 here, uh, 15th of October. And I can tell you right now, this is the best I've looked and felt probably in more than 20 years, you know, as a result of so many of the things that I have been doing over the last, well, last few months, specifically from a diet perspective, but really the, the hormone therapy, you know, the testosterone, all these things that created the foundation for these things to be able to change and be as effective as they possibly could be. So, you know, I have people that are 15 years older than I am. They're on hormone therapy. We have women on hormone therapy in in their 80s, in their 90s. I have men in their 80s on hormone therapy, in their 70s. And they are doing so wonderfully well. And it's not just simply about, like, a cosmetic thing. You know, we, we talk about that, oh, it's your sex drive. It's about this. It's about that. I said... There is nothing in my mind, I believe this sincerely, there is nothing better for the cardiovascular system. There is no medication that Big Pharma has cooked up so far that works nearly as well for cardiovascular health as testosterone, as estrogen, and as T3 thyroid can do. There is no doubt because those are the things that we have seen in the medical literature actually facilitating change at the plaque level. This whole use of a statin has been such a, a terrible, terrible scam, to be honest. Yeah, it'll lower your numbers. But what we don't see is a lowering of cardiovascular events. We're not seeing any change happening at the vascular structural level. We just don't see that. So all of lowering the cholesterol does is put people at greater risk for brain dysfunction, or immune system dysfunction. It increases their risk of diabetes, which always boggles my mind because the very first thing that happens if you're diagnosed with a diabetic, you get on a statin. Right. It's like, well, we're determined to make keep you a diabetic for the rest of your life because that's what a statin will do. 
it's bad for your liver. It's bad for your muscles. I mean, it should, you and I are totally in agreement. Like this thing shouldn't be on the market, but well, because it, it's making a ton of stinking money, right. that's where it is. Everybody should still buy yeah. it. They still tell people you're going to shorten your life if you don't take it. I said, well, that's not what the medical literature says. It says the opposite. That if you're on a statin. You're going to shorten your life. So there you go. It, it is harder to get that information out there because they want to cover that up, but that's for sure. And in episode six last week, we had um, a couple guests in studio. And when he saw a doctor, and he's, I think he's 62 or 63 now, maybe older than that. But when he was in his 60s, first thing a doctor told him is, well, oh, you're in your 60s? You got to start taking a statin. And it's just like, you know, I, my wife, Janet, loves to call them vitamin statin because everybody should be on it. And, you know, but the interesting thing part about the statins, which for listeners or viewers that don't know what a statin is, um, some common ones are Lipitor or generic is atorvastatin. Um, that's probably the most common one. And they're to help lower cholesterol. But what Dr. Hoey's talking about is that cholesterol is... You know, when you have high cholesterol, it's, it's usually something else going on. It's probably maybe some inflammation. Um, also, it, there might be a marker for inflammation, but also, you know, cholesterol is necessary in every cell in the body. So we vilify it, kind of like Dr. Hogue was talking about. We vilify sodium, but we vilify cholesterol. But without cholesterol, we will die. And most of our sex hormones, or I, I should rephrase that, all of our sex hormones yeah. are made from cholesterol. We need cholesterol to make our hormones. So... When all of a sudden, you know, your cholesterol is good for the first 45 or 50 years of your life, then all of a sudden your doctor tells you you have high cholesterol and you need to go on a statin. Well, let's think about that. You don't have a statin deficiency. Um, you know, have your testosterone checked, have your thyroid checked. Both of those hormones can normalize your cholesterol levels. And when and as we age, those hormone levels start dropping. So you want to normalize your cholesterol and feel a lot better without side effects from a drug? Um, get your hormones balanced from a hormone expert that knows about optimal versus normal hormone levels. Yeah, you, you hit that on the head because so many times... When people have come to see me, they're, especially guys, boy, they're super frustrated because they can't get their doctor to even run a testosterone test. They, they will not go there. Many of them won't. And the ones that do will just simply do a total testosterone. So you're somewhere in the 800-point reference range. Good for you. But that doesn't mean anything because that's just a statistical average. Well, we estimate you're going to be somewhere in here. That's, that's expectation. You're, you're just somewhere between here and here. Good for you. I said, but that's not enough because what we want to look at is free testosterone. We want to see bioavailable testosterone. We want to see sex hormone binding globulin to get this bigger picture of what is going on because you could have a, a reference range of 340 total testosterone, but you have like a free testosterone of three and a half, which is awful. I mean, it's like, well, you have next to nothing truly circulating in your system here, going to testosterone-friendly receptor sites, I mean, it's you're underfunded. But you would be, again, caught up in the statistical average, you know, game, and then you're done. That's exactly what happens. So you got to find people, and this is, we toot our horns here. There's a group of us, not very many in our, in our area here, that really work at this to try and get people to optimal levels. And it's interesting to to get the feedback there. I've, I've been guilted, charged many times. You're over-prescribing testosterone. Well, it works for me twice a week. I mean, so my numbers are 1,500. Like, I feel great. I mean, that's, 
You know, you shouldn't be that high. Then why? What's the, is there going to be an issue? No, there's not really any issue going on there. It's just what other people are used to doing. I said, my only feedback is how the person who's across the desk is feeling. I mean, if they're walking on water, it's like, and they love that, and their whole life what we're doing. That is exactly what we're going to do. It's like, well, do you like where you are? Do you have any side effects? No. Well, go live. That's the deal. Go live life. Aging, this whole aging thing is essentially wear and tear versus repair. That's what life is. Wear and tear versus repair. Your hormones become your facilitators, your contractors at the job site. You want an 80-year-old contractor at the job site? That's great. You want a 25-year-old contractor at the job site? Think about it. Would you rather have the 25-year-old contractor at the job site? You know, that's the whole idea. You know, you slow down this wear and tear process. You build back up. You, I mean, and for women, it's the same thing. Estrogen is wonderful for skin, for connective tissue. It's good for your heart. Oh, but like you said, vilify it. Oh, it causes cancer. Like, what? Wow. When did it start doing that? But because they're estrogen-sensitive cancers, I'm going, okay, does an accelerator always cause a traffic accident? Does it always cause the accident? How about the brake? Maybe the brake didn't work, you know? No, it's always the accelerator that caused the traffic, you know, the, the, the accident. Like, we don't know that. Maybe the person tried to brake and it was a slippery service. So there's no focus on prevention in our world here. We, we oversimplify in the medical world here. We dumb it down. We dumb it down to the public. We dumb it down to the providers. No, it's, just, it's this. You can't do that. And what happens, and you know this as well as the rest of us, okay, you put a person, you put a woman on an estrogen blocker, and what happens to them? Their heart disease climbs through the right. roof. No? Well, it's just and, one, they trade the frying pan off for the bonfire. Right. Well, and, and one thing we need to realize with those normal lab numbers is, you know, Usually, when they when they find those normals, and this is goes not with just testosterone levels, but a lot of labs in general, a lot of times those labs that when they test those normals, they test them on sick patients. You know, they're not patients that are you know in their thirties and and in in great health. And if you test patients like in their thirties, for instance, a lot of them their testosterones are like twelve hundred. So if we're going to think that a testosterone is normal because it's in the four hundred level, when that person could have testosterone in the 12 to 1500 level when they are in their 30s i think it's just you know i don't think it's good it's good for their health necessarily so but that's that's when we like you said then we just start playing that numbers game which is so unfortunate for them because then they're trapped in it and there's there isn't really any any escape and and doctors are just trained to look very very quickly, you know, that's cursorily, to be honest. Well, you're, 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 yeah. One guy, he came in here not all that long ago. His doctor didn't, his provider didn't want to do it. He goes, well, you have a beard. I mean, that was his excuse. He said, okay, I'm not running your testosterone level because you got a beard. I'm like, okay. Wow. I mean, I've been on testosterone. I mean, I, I run 1,400 on my testosterone. I still can't grow a beard all that effectively. So the interesting thing is, that's got to do. Right, right. The interesting what thing is, is the interesting thing is, is that same doctor, if that person's cholesterol was 201 and maybe not even 201, maybe if they were just 60 years old, they would have put them on a statin just because, you know, you need it to prevent heart, heart attacks. So Jen and I were talking a few weeks ago, and uh, my wife's definitely a lot smarter than I am, and she said, you know, everybody's on this vitamin statin, so everybody's on statins. 
Yet cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of Americans, and the numbers are going up. Obviously, what we're doing by prescribing statins to lower cholesterol is not working. It's not working. Absolutely true. So tell us, Dr. Hoey, what is, so tell us about a sick care model versus a wellness care model. We discussed it, but kind of go, go into a little bit more broader term when it comes to that. Wow, you're, you're talking about a, a major revolution in healthcare, but you're absolutely right. We don't practice prevention. I mean, to give credit to the conventional medical model, it is extremely effective in terms of interventive, you know, especially emergent interventive care, things that oftentimes become beyond our control, automobile, you know, trauma, that, that type of thing, accidents of all sorts there, whatever. Um, and that's fine. But then we have this chronic sick care model that is just draining the resources financially and, and, and mental and emotional resources of providers. Because like you said, we're not getting on top of any of these things. We're just throwing drugs at this stuff. And like I mentioned, you know, I have no doubt in my mind that the three most effective treatments for cardiovascular disease are all hormonal. I mean, that, and then the fourth one really right with it would be major dietary changes. All this stuff came out of the 50s when we just vilified saturated fats and cholesterol. That's what's killing us. And we've chased that shadow for 60 years, <laughs> and we have gotten no closer to the treatment for cardiovascular disease via that route. And then we look at these other countries that are eating tons of fat, tons of butter, all these things here, wonderful diets, and they're slimmer than we are, and they have less heart right. disease than we do, and they have less cancer than we do, and they have they have less expensive health care than right. we do. Hey, Dr. Howie, Dr. Howie, i got to yeah. cut you off because we're getting ready. I, I know an hour goes fast in the show. Oh, wow. um, at the first of the year, we're going to have a two-hour, start having a two-hour show. We'd love to have you on again. We could talk all day long. So, awesome. real quick, how do people get a hold of you? Our phone number is 509-662-1302. 509-662-1302. You can also find Dr. Glenn Hoey on, on Facebook. He is linked yep. to my Facebook page on last last week's post and it will be on this week's post and I think he also has a website and, and you can always call us at Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy if you need to get a hold of Dr. Hoey um, anything else you'd like to add Dr. Hoey? Oh it's been a pleasure you know I, I hope that people are listening and I hope that for some of those people sitting on the fence it's enough of an incentive for them to start moving if you want to be well if you truly want to take command of your health and your life you're going to have to do it you're going to have to find people like us who will be your guides to help that happen all right thank you so much what a wonderful show it was our pleasure having you on dr hoey thank you so much sean it's always a pleasure look forward to talking to you anytime all right see ya